Ooh, okay. So yesterday I went to QFC. I obviously I worked during the day. I've been spending a lot of money on lunches, but I got eight soups yesterday. <laughs> they were like, if you buy eight or more, it's like 99 cents. So I was like, I'm going to get a fuck ton of soup. I'm going to leave it at my work. So I had a steak and potato Campbell soup today. <laughs> So you just have like a stockpile of soup at your work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have seven left. Fucking <laughs> shopper, dude. I'm a big fan. You of know, that. I'm saving money at lunch. It's going great. They're gonna We're call you the lunch, dude. the soup head Greg. Not soup head Greg over there. That's me. We'll man, call you Jr. Smith. I'm saving money. <laughs> I'm into it. I had soup. I'm fucking proud of it. <laughs> All right, this is the soup podcast where we talk about soup. Shout out Patrick. Yeah, yeah shout out Patrick. Definitely, definitely who will never Patrick shout out. Who will never listen to this. Uh, <laughs> so shout out Pat and Soup. Uh, okay, we're the Secret Jocks podcast. Uh, we talk about basketball and sometimes soup. I apparently. Uh, I'm Tyler. We got Ralph. We're all in this together, guys. <laughs> we got Greg. Hello. And we've got Emma from the band Dying Wish with us tonight. Yo, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome, welcome. Uh, but thanks before for we dive me. in, just a little bit of house. Yeah, thanks for joining. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. As always, uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a review, we'll read it. I didn't become prepared today. So I didn't look at the, uh, didn't look at the oh. the, the reviews. So I, don't I don't think we, we have got one. any new ones. Yeah, I'm gonna go so no. Though. Well, <laughs> no remember ones. the uh, the the Warriors fan uh, 420 that review? Yeah. Oh, that is Rated. true. Yeah, yeah, that's the newest one. I would yeah. say six six point nine. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So like we were saying, if you leave us a review, we'll we'll read it on here. Um, if you want to talk to us about anything, hit us up at our email uh secret jocks at gmail.com uh sweet that's housekeeping let's let's do it. it check that off the list um so yeah time, guys <laughs> that's it that's it that's the end that's all i had to say tonight uh okay so we got emma with us from the band dying wish uh thanks for joining us uh do you want to tell us about yourself and your band a little bit sure yeah um i live in portland and um, we've been a band since 2018, so about three years now. Um, we have our debut LP coming out this year. Not sure when, um, but it's done. So we're working on it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm a sports fan through and through. Uh, Oregon native, so always been rooting for the Ducks, the Blazers. Um, and yeah. I love the the concept of the podcast, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're all all a bunch of secret jocks and bands. Love basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're love we're, the love the Oregon roots too. You gotta keep it in state. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So um as far as like dying wish goes, what are what are some of your influences as the band and you want to talk about kind of the sound that you've created? Yeah. Um, 
sorry, it's a little, it's, it's a little late. Uh, I got like a 1030 bedtime usually and we're at 1045. So I drank a coffee, <laughs> but my brain is like, With, uh, yeah. yeah, right. Um, okay. So yeah, our, uh, our musical influences, um, we're very much derivative from like late nineties, early two thousands metalcore. Um, you know, stuff like Kill Switch Engage, uh, and then lots of like Bleeding Through is a really big influence. Um, and uh, we kind of have adopted a little more of like an arena, um, big chorusy feel in our new record that we uh, recorded in August um, that goes along with like a Kill Switch or like an um, Undying, As I Lay Dying. Um, unearth uh just kind of like kind of you know we have our roots in hardcore music and you know um definitely metalcore but kind of transitioning towards just a completely metal sound um yeah so uh i don't know i'm not very good at explaining what we sound like um just because we're very angry um we, we have a lot of political lyrics um where I, I mean, myself and a couple of my bandmates were self-proclaimed uh, abolitionists. And so we uh, try to talk about, you know, intersectional issues as much as we can. It's really important um, to all of us as, you know, a lot of us are, you know, I'm a queer person and then a couple of my bandmates are BIPOC. So um, just things that we feel directly impacted by for sure. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's such a hard question to answer, Tyler. Just like, I know. I'm, you where know, do you where do you get your influences from? I don't fucking I, know. Do like the sky? <laughs> Is the sky blue? I know it's it's a tough <laughs> question. Like I hate like just being asked uh, to describe your band. So I'm gonna apologize. Uh, for, <laughs> no, no. For well, so, it's something that. I need to get better at doing for sure. Well, I'd actually never heard of your band until Ralph kind of brought this to the table, but the band is fucking awesome. And also I used to love metalcore, like really, like I'm 29 now. So it was probably like 14, 13 years ago when I was into it. So to just hear mm -hmm. that sound again was super refreshing. Like, and it's, it sounds, it's like a totally new take on the genre in my opinion, but Thank I'm you. all about it. You know, like, I, like I really like kill switch is fucking sick. That was like a band I really loved growing up. But there was that period, at least for me, where I drifted away from metalcore. And I guess it was just like hardcore kind of took over and I fell into punk. But I'm I'm all here for a metalcore revival. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm about it. Right. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, as far as like, you know, what's really special about punk music that metal core and metal itself doesn't always have is like the ethics um, and we're definitely like a punk hardcore ethic band with That's the sound totally. of like metal and metalcore. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're not exactly reinventing the wheels sound wise, awesome. but like a, a band as a whole, you know, we're trying to do something a little different. So, yeah. Totally. That's awesome. Um, so you you said you're about to have a record come out. Are you putting it out through anyone or doing a self-release kind of thing? Yeah, um, we signed to Sharp Tone Records um, last year. 
uh, and we released our latest single, Innate Thirst, um, off of them. And uh, we'll be putting this LP out. They have bands like Bleeding Through. Um, who else? Uh, I think they just signed We Came As Romans. And they're going to, like, do a new We Came As Romans LP. They have, like, bands like Amir, you know, um, some veteran bands, some new ones. Um, we're kind of different from a lot of the bands on their label. Um, we're definitely um, a little a little more hardcore derivative than, like, you know, like, kind of like a metalcore derivative. Um, but it's a good fit for us so far. They really... They really believe in us um, and what we do and our sound, and they've just like backed everything that we do wholeheartedly and trust us. So that's been really, really cool. Nice, that's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. That's I feel like sick. it's super important to find like a label that believes in you and like will uplift your message and like kind of trust you to do whatever you want. And it's cool that you're able to find that kind of uh, that support in that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're we're really lucky to have them. So nice. Um, so you got the record coming out. Um, did you write it during the pandemic at all, or um, yeah, were, were these plans <laughs> like in motion before that? Um, well, we knew. Actually, we didn't know. Um, we had no idea what we were doing. Like this time last year, you know, we were kind of shopping around, but as, as far as everything stands right now, we have two singles, uh, a split and a demo out. So we have just a handful of songs. Um, and we were like, well, we need to get more music out there. It doesn't quite feel like it's time for an LP yet. So let's do another EP. Maybe we'll do another split. Who knows? And then we hired Tom Williams, who's our manager, and he's great. He's like my dad, basically. Um, he plays guitar in Straight From The Path. And we went on tour with them in November of 2019. And so it feels like not that long ago because that was like two tours ago for us, but, you know, uh, COVID. So um, we met him on that tour and then ended up creating a relationship with him, hired him. And then he just was like, no, you guys deserve a label. You deserve an LP. So we looked around and instantly Sharp Tone was like interested. Like they didn't even, they didn't even like want, you know, to hear our new song that we had written, which at the time was Innate Thirst. They had just heard everything else that we put out, saw the buzz we were getting online, especially because of uh, the, like collaboration that we had done with Knocked Loose and they were like totally in. And so this happened, kind of got the ball rolling in February of last year. So kind of already had this verbal agreement of between us and Sharptone of we're going to follow through with the record deal with you guys. And then COVID happened and we were like, uh, is this still a thing? And Sharptone still continue to follow through and it just felt like really lucky and good timing for us that we were able to just like get this good deal in right before the pandemic hit uh plan to write and record our record 
um, in August and September of last year, which we actually flew out to Belleville, New Jersey, um, and stayed there for five weeks where we wrote, produced, recorded the record um, with Randy LeBeau, um, who is amazing. Um, he did, I don't know if you have listened to the new Boundaries record. He does like uh, I Am, a um, bunch of like metalcore bands he's worked with, like counterparts and stuff like that. Uh, so we did that. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's just like kind of we looked out. I guess I kind of trailed off. I, I don't remember what the question was, but um, yeah. So we just, you know, uh, wrote, oh, the question was the pandemic writing the songs. Um, the only two songs that we didn't write during the pandemic were the two singles that are already out that are going to be on the record, which is Enemies in Red and Innate Thirst. Um, there's 11 songs total on the record. Uh, so those, without those two, nine new songs that we wrote in the studio. And Honestly, we probably wrote them within a process of like a week. And then we spent the rest of the time um, producing and then writing lyrics and tracking lyrics and tracking drums and guitars and everything to it. So um, it was a really intense experience. Not what exactly what I had expected, but um, yeah, writing everything and just like dedicating so much time um, in such a short or so much effort in such a short amount of time was new for me, but really good experience as a musician to be able to grow and get better. So. Mm. How That's long were you in the studio for? Uh, five weeks. Just was about it like a week or were there five weeks. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the process started with, we, we had got there and we had the two songs, um, enemies and innate. And we, we're pretty much like those songs, you know, they are what they are, where we touched them a little bit. You know, somebody who knows the songs already, when they hear it on the record, they're going to be able to notice a couple slight differences. But everything else, we had some um, some demos for like, I think two or three songs that we, that was what we started with, took it to Randy. Um, Sam, he's the guitar player uh, for, well, we have two, but he is pretty much the one who writes everything. Him and Randy sat down and they really picked through those songs first. And so that's where they started was with what Sam had already kind of started working on. And then everything else was written from scratch. Sam and Randy did it within, I mean, we were going downstairs to check in on them every couple of hours and it was like, Oh, they got new song, two new songs done today. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> powerhouses Jeez. music of musicians for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty wild. That fucking rocks. Sam and Randy. Sam and Randy. Yeah, that's extremely impressive. <laughs> <laughs> like writing a whole record in a week. Like, damn. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch of the truth as far as like you know the whole process goes. But as far as like you know. Mm -hmm getting the nitty-gritty of the material and then working through everything that's pretty much how long it took them they're really that good so <laughs> shout oh, out yeah. wow God. yeah like, <laughs> Fuck yes. we took like my band took like at least a year just to write like 12 songs and that was fucking it like i couldn't yeah. imagine trying to condense that in a week that's in insanely impressive yeah i don't have the ability and that's like a short amount of time too for some bands <laughs> 
<laughs> what a year is a short time yeah some bands that? take for forever you know like years for that shit dude with, with rejection pack we would write like 20 songs within the week and then table like 19 of them <laughs> right this 30 second song survived the 20 songs that we wrote <laughs> that's that's wild to me it's yeah, just absolutely no. wild to me yeah if, me if your songs are like <laughs> a minute long i mean right like just write that's, 20 of them that's fair Once i feel like our songs are like average five minutes I feel up. like we're I just really, practice really the dumb. same song like for months and never write <laughs> new shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would say having a producer is definitely game changing. You know, having somebody who like their whole purpose cool. is to sit down and finish the record with you. That that if it weren't for That's that, awesome. it would have been a completely different experience for sure that seems like a dream for just like writing music to be able to get to that level i've never had a producer i don't know if ralph or tyler has but mm -hmm. having someone do that that's that's awesome that's just like a motivator and someone who just sees it all the way to the finish line that's pretty fucking cool mm -hmm. yeah we had uh we had adam from the band gatherers like help produce our our record uh cool but our, our ours was a little different like we didn't fly out to meet with him like we just kind of wrote the record, sent it to him, and then he gave us ideas, and then we would rewrite it, send it back. It was it was like a postal service kind of kind of thing. But no, I I agree. Like the 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 having the producer really does change things and it makes it a lot quicker and easier. Well since Tyler name dropped someone, I'm gonna name drop uh, Ryan Morgan from Misery Signals. Shout um, out I Ryan with him on this yeah, shout out Ryan. Um he lives like I don't know 10 minutes away from me but um yeah he would like well i'm the bass player in that band so i would just do all my takes in one take and just leave come back a week later everyone's done and i was like oh i guess i gotta scream in this part cool <laughs> and that's it but but ryan kind of kept the guys in in line and as i work really hard somewhere else yeah. there you go it's a great role to be though man that's a great role <laughs> Uh, so you said you went on tour with Straight From The Path. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, do you have any fun, like, uh, memories from that tour? Like, that seems like a pretty wild and big tour. Oh, it was awesome. Um, it was, we were the opening band, and then Chamber from Nashville, Varials, straight from the path and counterparts. So that was like our first big tour. Damn. Um, yeah, it was a West coast. And so, you know, cities we've played before for the most part. Um, I would have to say the best day of that tour was the last day in Denver. Um, we, it, it was like, it sucked because we were on that tour for a week and that last day it, I was just like starting to really make friends. You know what I mean? Like I was like cool with everybody, but like, mm -hmm. I was actually like mm -hmm. hanging out with people. We were playing games. Um, so we played werewolf. Have you guys ever played that game? I've played it. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's kind of like among us, right? Like in that vein. Um, see, like I haven't played game. among us. Yeah, it's like, oh, yes. So, yeah, you basically have your your character that you're assigned 
and the majority of the people are villagers which is like a good character and then the minority there's like you know depending on how many people play three or four there's like uh vampires or werewolves and you have to lie basically if you are a werewolf to convince people that you're a villager and basically people get picked off one by one each round and then at the end you see who wins essentially by who outnumbers each other um so we played games and then I, it had snowed and I stepped in a puddle. And so James from Varials let me borrow his Air Force One, like his, like, they weren't Air Force Ones, they were and ones, you know, those shoes? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a picture of me. <laughs> exactly. There's a picture of me on stage in some and ones that are like two, two and a half sizes too big for me because <laughs> I stepped in some ice cold water. Um, but yeah, no. We got to find that for Instagram. Dude. Honestly, I, I will find it. Um, but yeah, no, just the last day of that uh. tour. Uh, just playing games and getting to know everybody. Um, and all of those people are, they're just all such uh, characters and personalities. So it was, it was fun. Yeah. I feel like that always happens though. When like you're touring with like a few like different bands, like it takes like a couple weeks to kind of get to know them. And then it's always towards the end of the tour that you become friends with them. And it's the absolute worst, like when you have to say goodbye. Right. Yeah. And then we did a lot of like, uh, I, I kind of did a lot of that, like, cause I'm, I'm a little bit shy. Um, I did a lot of like, Oh man, why didn't I hang out with you sooner? You know, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I know when uh, Tyler and I went on tour and Greg also within the first hour, we're just like, we're going to be homies for two weeks. Right. And just like, <laughs> I, I guess I was we're, we're totally different in, in, in terms of like just being super outgoing. Um, but yeah, Greg went on tour with us, uh, step brothers and he was riding in our van. Um, so that's one way to meet someone. Right. <laughs> I've yeah, never right. met him before. <laughs> like, and yeah, that was, that was pretty wild. That was really fun, though. Yeah. But I do got to agree with Emma, though. It is like it was intimidating, you know, like just being on the road with people. And I also correlating to basketball. I like this take that I think Tyler said earlier. It's just like the bond or a couple episodes ago, the bond you make in touring. I wonder if it's similar to like road games for basketball players, you know, like because there's right. just that like camaraderie you make like as a teammate and like as tour mates and stuff. That bond is fucking sick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Greg, that was a great segue, and I'm going to use it. <laughs> uh, so what what got you into into basketball? And obviously the Blazers are, are your team, but was there anything that got you into the Blazers as well? Well, the Blazers technically haven't always been my team. Um, so Ooh. my <laughs> – I grew up a Lakers fan. Um <laughs> So my mom's ex-husband, I know, <laughs> yeah, um, Sorry. It, it's, you know, but um, so my mom's ex-husband, he was from LA and he, um, when I was young, uh, he was uh, the athletic trainer for the high school in our town. So I used to go with him after school to all of practices for like all sports. So football, wrestling, basketball, soccer, 
softball, baseball, like everything. Um, so from like age six, I was like, just like in sport culture, even though it's high school. But to me, I'm a kid. I don't know any different. So to these, to me, these people are like professionals, you know what I mean? I looked up to him and thought that was cool. Um, my, he was born and raised in LA. Um, so he got me into Lakers. And so probably the first time I like really remember watching basketball, cause I'm 26, I was born in 94, was like 2001 Lakers era. So like prime, you know? And uh, I just remember, you know, watching the Lakers win, win the finals. And I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And, you know, I also am a big football fan. Um, but I, I kind of more so was a football fan um, until probably really what did it for me was last year um, watching the way that the NBA handled all of the Black Lives Matter yeah. stuff that happened after George Floyd, watching how they handled the yeah. bubble in comparison to how the NFL handled everything. I was like, mm -hmm. I just feel so connected to the sport ethically and, yeah, um, you know, obviously the Blazers had an amazing uh, season in the bubble and before they had an amazing season and, you know, that, that those playoffs that they had, that amazing win um, against the OKC Thunder, um, you know, I had rooted for the Blazers and gone to Blazers games and everything, but like, you know, last year really radicalized me in a lot of ways, but it very much radicalized me as a Blazers fan, especially because I was like, this is the shit. So. Oh yeah. I love it. I love radical Blazers fans because I feel like <laughs> yeah. I'm a radical Blazers fan. <laughs> a, a bit too Whatever radical. the hell that means. No, I don't really just, know. I made it up. <laughs> ju just enough. Uh, so, right. so what converted you from, uh, from going from the Lakers to the trailblazers? Um, well, I, I think it was moving to Portland cause, um, I was mm -hmm. living in Southern Oregon until I was 13 and then I moved here and then, um, living in Portland, going to Blazers games. I think that's what really made me switch over. I'll still root for LA every once in a while. It's just not the same. It's not the same team. Um, obviously, uh, I mean, I like to root for LeBron because, you know, you're probably going to win. Um, but I also like to beat L.A. <laughs> more. So, yeah, my my bandmate, Jeff, and I, he plays drums. He uh, loves LeBron. He, he loves Jordan, you know, so he loves the GOAT players. And so he talks shit every once in a while about, you know, the Blazers not being as good as L.A. So. Um, I do like to beat LA for, for my own personal reasons sometimes, not, not just Jeff, but you know, um, it's fun to watch. So. Well, I'm going to say this before Tyler does, uh, Portland trailblazers, 2021 champs. Fuck <laughs> out of here, Let's go. Yeah. 2021 champs. It's going to happen. <laughs> Robert Cummington. He's going to lead oh, the man. way. I feel like that's the definition of a radical. Oh, blazers wow. Fan. Yeah, I might, I might just be like a like a lib Blazers fan at this point. Then, if that's what we're going with that, <laughs> I think I think the better word you could use to describe the kind of fan I am is delusional, mm. <laughs> or what I like to think is correct and future. <laughs> 
You're just speaking uh, into existence, man. That's all. Exactly. I'm manifesting the championship by saying 2021 champs, the Portland Trailblazers, every single day until it happens. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. I okay, think- so you... Oh, no, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Segway, do your thing. <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was going to say. You should continue on your thought there. <laughs> uh, you know, I really, preseason, Emma, 100%. I thought that we were going to be the 21, 2021 champs. Um, mm-hmm. What game are we in? What, game 17, game 18? I don't even know. Um, that Emma is 17. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a ball in the corner, like facing towards the wall, like having a mental breakdown over this right now. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's rough, but you know, we don't give up. Portland, (laughs) Yeah. Portland got kind of fucked this year. I feel bad for the Portland fans because they were, they were like top of the West at the beginning of the preseason and just injuries have hurt hurt them so bad i mean that happened it happens every year to portland and we still end up in the playoffs but this this time you know they get healthy it's not season-ending injuries they're gonna come back they're gonna prove y'all wrong it's gonna be 1977 all over again baby (laughs) love to see it i would i'm not even a hater yeah, I'm not even hating. I just feel bad. It, it sucks to see a team because they're they're a fun team to root for. I'm not even a. That's I, that's like worse. Uh, somehow that's worse. <laughs> I'm an Orlando Magic fan, and we got fucked this year too, man. I don't know. It's right in the same vein. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I think all our uh, teams got fucked this year. So yeah, that that's very true. Yeah, with Clay being out, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have an all-time have favorite Blazer? Um, I, I can tell you who I think the the best blazer of all time is. And I think it's Damian Lillard. Yeah, let's go. The shit's not over. He, he's still, yeah, he's still got answer. so much to prove. You know, we still have a couple years. Hell yeah. We still have got a couple years of an era left with him. Um, so if, if, if that 2021 championship doesn't happen this year, I think next year, you know, if we can continue to stay healthy and continue to build on, you know, the the team that we've got, you know, maybe some minor changes would be nice. Maybe some, you know, one more reliable big. Um, but as far as like, you know, uh, I like how Anthony Simons is stepping up to the plate for, you know, that, that point guard position with CJ out. Um, I like Gary. I really hope we can hang on to Gary for another year because I'm in love with him. But, you know, um, also because I think that once we start turning over the rock of Damian Lillard is, you know, aging and not quite able to produce the same numbers, I think that Gary could potentially be that scorer for us in the future. Um, so yeah, I, I think next year, if it's if not this year, I think we'll make it to the playoffs this year. But I think um, I think it's going to be a rough go um, because you know if we make it in there as the bottom seed and then have to play the Lakers, you know we we're going to have a tough time just like we did last year. So, um, but next year for sure, I'm, I'm hanging in there. You know, <laughs> I, I I think. Y- 
the Blazers are very close. I mean, like I said before, I want the Trailblazers to succeed, but I think you got to fire Tots. So, um, Tots? Tots. <laughs> yep. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Tots. <laughs> Tots. Yeah, Tots too. There's, there's a lot of carbs and oil. Um, no, like Terry Stotts, he's been there for 10 years, and I feel like he has one play nowadays, or two plays, give it to CJ or give it to Dame. Th- that's about it. And then Nurk can get the rebound. Like, th- that's about it. Like, I feel like they need to change his culture that he set and make it more of a team um, atmosphere. Sure. So I- I'm not saying 2021 20, uh, champions here. I mean, look, no matter what year they win, I'm still going to claim 2021 champs. <laughs> Five years from now, it's still 2021. So. Uh, Emma, if, if, they don't, like, if they don't click this year for Portland, what would you want to change on the roster for next year? Like, just because of injuries, would you want to run it back? Or is there anything you'd want them to change? Uh, I think uh, it's rough. It's hard to say. Um, At this point, I forget that Zach Collins even exists um, just because I haven't seen him play in almost a year. It's been longer than that, right? But um, Yeah, he he played in the bubble for a second. uh, Yeah, I just – I don't think – I think he's very injury prone. I would love to see him go. Um, I've got to be honest with you. I'm not impressed with Melo. I don't think he passes the ball. I think that he hogs it because he wants to uphold his legacy of being one of the best hoopers in the game, but he's slow. He can't play defense. He can't box out. I, I, I love, I, I, yeah, I love him. I love him when he, when he comes in and he does his job, which is making buckets off the bench, but I don't really think he is that great of a contributor right now. I think he's a ball hog, and I think that his scoring average is not great enough for him to not pass the ball when he doesn't have those looks Then he can hit. Um, uh, I mean, I yeah, I got to say, I don't know if Gary's going to stick around. I don't really know if he feels – I think he feels like he's appreciated in Portland, but I think he also feels like he has the ability to thrive somewhere else. So we'll see how that goes. Um, as far as bringing someone in, I'm not really sure. What do you, what do you think, Greg? Well, would you, would you keep Nurkic or would you like try and go for like a, a really solid big? So like Dame could run the pick and roll with like another all-star caliber player. You know, it sucks because I love Nurk, but also Cantor was outperforming him all season before he got injured. Um, and Cantor can't play defense. He just rebounds. And I was surprised to hear today that he is um, top 13 in the league for points per game. I was shocked to hear that. I hadn't, you know, I can't even fathom it. But um, I I think Nurk is inconsistent. And I think he's gone through a lot in the last year, you know, with the injuries and with his grandmother passing of COVID and with everything else that I'm sure he has going on in his personal life. We forget that these people are human and I don't Mm -hmm. want to hold that against him, but I definitely think that he's lost it. Um, So I think that 
you know, if we were to kind of rotate a new big in, you know, we could potentially see some change, but at the same time, um, the kind of damage that it would do to our culture, just because I feel like everybody is so sensitive with the team that we have right now. And, you know, everybody's so adamant about this is core, you know, and NERC is definitely a part of that core. We, we were talking about CJ definitely being a part of that core when we were talking about a potential trade with Harden and how that would damage. So, I mean, it's just, it's all kind of hypothetical, but I would, I would consider trading out NERC at this point. Yeah. I think that he's, I don't think he's necessarily in his prime anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I think Nurk has has showed what his potential is, but he doesn't live up to it night to night. Uh, we've also seen like what CJ's potential is, and I would say this year he's been way more consistent than he's ever been. But do you, do you think that you would ever trade CJ for an elite talent that's a proven all star, or would you continue to run it back with like Dame and CJ? Um. Well. I did say that I would ultimately trade CJ for Harden if that were a potential situation, no matter how much I hate right watching Harden play. Um, the, I mean, we're sitting here talking about how we want the Blazers to be the 21, 20, 2021 champs. Like that is not that, that was going to become a much greater possibility with a player like Harden in the mix. You have yeah. two all-stars you know, two MVPs, CJ is having a great season, but Harden consistently hits those numbers, maybe not this season um, because of how, you know, his averages are mixing because of his performance in Houston. But um, we talk about how we want to parade and how we want to ring. And then I think Blazer fans, we're so emotional and we just love our Blazers so much that we don't necessarily want to trade our, our cute little precious CJ um, and his uh, amazing personality and the culture that he brings with him to Portland for, uh, for lack of a greater term, um, an insufferable piece of shit like James Harden. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to parade. So it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard toss up, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I feel like as Blazer fans, we definitely fall in love with the personalities of our players. Mm -hmm. Like on paper, yeah, I'd trade CJ in a heartbeat for Harden. But then I start to think about it deeply. I'm like, fuck, I love him. He's so like <laughs> sweet. He's so funny. He's so nice. Like, I can't send him to Houston. Like, what the hell am I thinking? <laughs> Just gotta blow it up, man. Just gotta blow it up. You think blow it up? Well, yeah, how I, I've been up? saying this, dude. Like, keep break Dame. it down. Break it down, keep, Woj. Keep Dame. Now move Dame to the Warriors. Boom. There you go. The Dame will win the ring. <laughs> Yo, they're not in Oakland anymore. Dame's not going there. <laughs> Oakland's like a 30 minute drive. Hello. Yeah. Which means Hello. it's like yeah, an hour and a half there. away. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. You've been there, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, if, if you're rich, you know, it takes you 30 minutes. There you go. <laughs> I think they just need better defenders around Dame. I think they're really close, but I just think they are like a. I don't know, a couple moves away. I don't know necessarily what it is. I think Mello was like good for the time being, but I don't think long-term he's the player that needs to be around 
Lillard. Um, and Nurk is super solid. But I just think if they had someone that was kind of like running that pick and roll with Dame, like where they worked it really well, they could just – they could fuck on the whole league. <laughs> you know, like Dame is so good. And if they just had someone as good as him with them, they would be so sick. Yeah, definitely. I I like Melo on the team, but I feel like he would – he's not suited to be the first dude off the bench. Like if Gary Trent was the first dude off the bench, like they would probably improve so much more one with his defense and two with his scoring. Like Melo's great in the clutch and he hasn't lost that, but I agree with Emma. Like he's too slow. He doesn't play defense. He's very selfish. Uh, I think that's probably part of the, the rotation issues with Portland right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, turn this into a dunk on mellow sesh but um i have a twitter follower who's <laughs> insistent that he is the greatest of all time and i just want to point out that him and lebron Ooh. are the same age and their playing capabilities you know lebron is playing like mellow was playing 10 years ago maybe you know like <laughs> there, there's no comparison Maybe, yes, Melo is one of the greatest shooters of all time in the past. Um, But I think, and maybe this has to do with the amount of injuries that we have right now. Maybe he is stepping into a role that he can't fill um, in trying to do more because of the injuries that we have. Um, But I just think it's obvious that, you know, he's taken up too much space for sure. Um, I do, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I was going to trained card so go for um, it. On, the, <laughs> on the bright side Derek Jones Jr he's awesome like that that guy is an example of what jump. we need a little bit more of yes yeah like the the really mm-hmm. aggressive um in the paint playing style he is aggressive on defense he can play defense um obviously he's starting so um you know, he, he does have a lot of room to shine, but I feel like if we could try to incorporate him a little bit more, I just feel like I'm not seeing enough of him. Mm -hmm. He's a player that I feel like any team would love to have, like his athleticism and how good he is on defense is fucking sick, but bringing it back to Melo, do y'all think that Melo is ever going to go to LeBron and be like, can I join your team? I need to get a ring. Like, I, that'd be a fucking flex. I could see it happening. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if that was going to happen, he would have done it this year. He had the opportunity to sign anywhere he wanted, but he came back with the Blazers. I, I think if he wanted to chase a ring, he, it would have happened at this point. But I think he wants to be somewhere where the team wants him. And I think probably no one else in the league wants him as badly as Portland, like fans and like yeah. team involved, you know? Like Portland loves Mello. We love him. Whether or not he's great or not, like, I I mean, I personally love him. I think he could do better, but I don't want to see him on any other team. Damn. Emma, you saying trade his ass? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, we still, we still have a lot of season left, you know? Um, I just think, I just think, you know, it felt like for a moment we really had it together, you know, like 
when we when we beat the Lakers and then we beat the Golden State Warriors and you know it felt like oh my god like we're finally starting to like figure this shit out and then we lost to the Warriors and we lost to the Bulls and then injuries and injuries and injuries and it's just like it feels like it's all crumbling down and I think our initial reaction is trade this person and trade this person and fire starts um, and I just I don't think that this year I I think that we we got to stick with what we have. Um, and next year, I I would not be sad to see Mello. <laughs> is he going to retire? Like, is he? You know, like I I don't know. We'll see. I I just don't he's feel going like to the Lakers. He's... he's getting that ring. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. yeah, he he's going to the Lakers with the Blazers <laughs> in the Western <laughs> Conference in June. <laughs> 2021 chance. I, Let's would, go. I love it. I love the attitude. It's awesome. I would love for Melo to prove me wrong also. I mean, I yeah. feel like that was kind of like the bubble. Like everyone was saying Melo was washed and then he went into the bubble and had an incredible like few months there. I think he still has some life in him, but I think his role is too much on the Blazers right now. I think they need to move him down the bench. So you think in the bubble – People were just happy to see Melo come back to the NBA. Like, and that's where he performed the best. Like, you know, like the attention's on him. So it's like, I got to capitalize on this so I can pay the bills, like, you know, down the road. Because um, he was just- knocking on the big threes door, baby, which <laughs> it would be great in the killer threes, man. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see the big three. I, but I think people were just happy to see Melo. You know, he was, he looked good. He looked healthy. He was thriving. I think they're just happy to see him. I mean, he, he gave us a few great celebrations, like the three to the head or fuck out of here. I got it. Um, (laughs) This is why why we need him in the league. All right. There's like few, few people that are as entertaining to see a rebound as Mello, right? (laughs) Yes, yes. I I love, especially because of the lack of a crowd, a live audience. Mello, every time he goes up to the basket to get a rebound, oh shit, he yells it every time. And they, <laughs> they miss it every time. It's like you could do a drinking game off that shit. Like every time you hear Mello yell, oh shit, you finish your drink, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's making those people working for the, what is it, the FCC? They work really hard when they have places. No fans. They gotta they gotta time it. Oh, Mello's going for the rebound. Yeah, might as well just cut 30 seconds out of this one. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh yeah. Um okay. Here this is a question for for everyone. Uh but we'll start with you, Emma. Uh do you have a favorite Blazers moment of all time? Uh I mean, yeah, it's definitely got to be that OKC buzzy buzzer beater. The, you know, just the wave goodbye. There, it was a change of culture in that moment. The wave goodbye, the meme of everybody with their arms around him, with his face just like so stern looking, and you know, like it was just it. That that was when Dame is inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's what we will remember. You know, that's going to be the face mm-hmm. of of the moment for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Greg, give a, a favorite Blazers moment that, uh, that you've witnessed or, or one that you reflect on. 
Uh, I would say that, but also me and my girlfriend, we drove from Seattle down to see a Blazers game last year and they were playing the Magic and the Blazers fans were really nice. So <laughs> that's that's the takeaway I got from that. So great yeah. fans in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Ralph, I'm curious what uh, what you got for us. All right. Well, I was going to be a dick and say the 2019 uh, swept of uh, the Golden State Warriors, but um, I would say uh, the bubble where Damian Lillard was just giving it his all just to get to the eighth seed. Um, he was tired. His back hurts. Like he was just, I don't know. I felt sad and same same vein of you know jimmy butler like leaning over like the the side the sidelines and just like super exhausted um just underpowered and you have this one guy carrying everyone's load but ultimately that swept of uh getting swept by the warriors is my favorite uh memory of the blade get out of here the disrespect man (laughs) all right here, here's mine when NBC Northwest called Steph Curry Seth Curry's brother. <laughs> My favorite moment. <laughs> yeah, well man, that was done. That was well done. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best thing they've I'm ever not, done. The Blazers. Who cares about the team? I'm not gonna lie. I miss. I'm. I miss Seth Curry. Oh, me too. Yeah. We I we didn't have the money, but we should have found the money to throw him the bag. Like mm-hmm. having a shooter like that off the bench was so good for Portland. And he's doing so well now. Like I know. For, he he made a name for himself, man. Good for him. You guys but, fucked up. Just saying. Wait, he's on the 76ers, right? Yeah. So if if he wins, put the banner up in Portland. He's a blazer for life. <laughs> twenty twenty one. Twenty one chance. Yeah. Here, here, here's here's the catch. If any former blazer wins the championship this year, the the banner goes up in Portland. We're having to pray. Hell yeah. Uh, unless unless it's the Spurs, I don't think Lamarcus gets that treatment. <laughs> Damn. Good. You're hitting on LMA? Yeah, I'm still I'm salty. Salty about that. Yeah. yeah. I I think last year was the first time in Portland since he left that he got cheered, only because there was that article that came out that said he would consider coming back to Portland to retire. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I funny. had a Lamarcus Aldridge jersey at one point. Rest in peace. Oof! Did you did you <laughs> did you burn it? Did you get rid of it? Like, <laughs> no, I have it. It's somewhere. What was that <laughs> thing coming out? Like when they traded uh, James Harden, um, they were like, if you donated Harden jerseys in Houston, you got some oh, food was, or something. It was, no, it was a car wash. So if you brought <laughs> your car wash, yeah, if you brought your James Harden jersey to the car wash, you get your car wash for free. But then they burnt the jersey right next to your car. <laughs> <laughs> Those are expensive way, as fuck. Way. <sighs> That's great. I mean, I appreciate the dedication, but like, damn, <laughs> it's pretty intense. Um. Okay. Th- this will be another question for everyone. What uh? What's your favorite Damian Lillard game winner? If you had to pick between mm-hmm. both of them, the the Houston one in the playoffs or the OKC one? 
Greg, we'll start with you. Uh, OKC, that's definitely okay, a better one, yeah. Uh, Emma, yep. what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to okay. sound like a broken record. <laughs> <laughs> broken record, OKC. Totally. That was, yeah. Um, I'm going to swerve here. I don't want to say Houston uh, because <laughs> Westbrook deserves it, dude. I feel like Westbrook is a cool guy to hang out with, but when he's in the court, you're just like, fucking hate this guy, you know? So he deserved what was coming to him. That, that rock the display, baby. Dude. But the cool thing about it is both games gave us two great, like, taunts from Damian Lillard. It you know, did, you got, yeah. You got, you got the bye-bye and you got the – Rocking the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what about you, Tyler? Um, okay, so I watched the the OKC one live, and that was so sick. I like ran around the house. I was so hyped. But I think I think the the Houston one was a little bit better because it wasn't intended for Dame. Like that play, that pass, like that wasn't that wasn't meant for him. But he just like rose up, called for it, made the shot. I think what moved them past the first round for the first time in a long time. That part's uh, big too. And it gave us the the iconic Rip City <laughs> which was so great. So I I'm gonna go with the the Houston one just because I feel like it really propelled us into the Dame era of Portland. But I think the the reaction of the the OKC one is one of the best reactions to any shot I've ever seen. Just the stone cold Wave goodbye, Steph Curry or Seth Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry's brother, <laughs> turning around and just staring at the bench after the shot oh, went in. Man. Like it, everything about it was so cool, and that like 2019 playoff run like felt so fun, and that Blazers team was so likable. So it, it's hard, but I, I'd pick Houston. It's great because you could feel Dame and CJ's like kind of uh, leadership uh, dynamic because when Dame turned around and waved goodbye, uh, CJ was like running towards Dame, but then he had to stop and turn around and wave also. Like he did what Dame did because of their (laughs) dynamic. And I just thought, I mean, again, like precious little CJ, you know, that was just a great, a great moment overall. Absolutely. Ship them out of there. (laughs) Come on, man. It's it's been cool. Like, especially, you know, in the bubble moving into this season, kind of CJ like stepping into his own and like providing us with great moments. Like when he scored, I I forgot who they were playing, but in the bubble, but we found out that his back was broken. And then he gave us the classic. I broke my back. Spinal. (laughs) Spinal. Spinal. Like I loved, I love that, and, it, and like you could see his confidence like growing, and like telling them like I have like he yelled out in that game too, like they can't fucking guard me, and then he made the reporter say that. Like it's really cool to see CJ's confidence grow, and you can like see it on the court. Do you guys know what CJ stand for? Christian James, baby. Oh, that was Carl oh, Johnson. Shit. Wow. <laughs> that, that, that was my question. That, that, that was it. That, that's it. That's the question. That's I'm, I'm like, CJ, you know. Is that really Carl Johnson? Is that for real? Carl Jr. He's like Chris. Carl Jr. McCollum. Carl Jr. Yeah. For a minute. He's actually in the air. He's Carl Jr. Jr. 
fuck, dude? For a minute, I was like, what are all people who named CJ? What's their real name now? I'm like, <laughs> just going through my life. All the CJs I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, CJ stands for Carl's Jr. And oh, fuck. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. He's a famous star. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's good. Uh, Ralph, I think you got a little uh, a little game for us here, right? Yeah. So um, basically, I pulled up a lot of Blazers uh, uh, past players and current players, and I looked at their nicknames. Now, most of them have two or more. And I picked those. So it's not the all-time's greatest, you know, Blazers list. But I picked three different nicknames for each of these Blazers, and I made one. Um, you guys have to figure out which one I made up. And uh, oh. <laughs> Okay, I got you. So we'll start with Lillard. <clears throat> so A, Sub-Zero. B, Dame Time. C, Dame Dalla or D, Big Game Dame. You guys got to talk it out. Uh, so, so, so one you made up. and then One three. I made up. The, the three is from Basketball Reference. So A, Sub-Zero, B, Dame Time, C, Dame Dalla, D, Big Game Dame. It's like, I don't know them that well, but Sub-Zero, that sounds weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I know. I feel like no one calls him Game Time. Yeah, hmm. that's uh, big game. Do they call or him Sub Zero? Is that a, is that a thing? All right. Well, what what do you guys like collectively? What is I was thinking, answer? what Emma said. Those were the two that seemed weird to me. The first and the last one. But yeah, Dame Dalla is his rap name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Rap. Should we go with Sub Zero? Well, well, have you guys I mean, ever heard that? As Blazers nice. fans, have you ever heard Sub Zero? That's no, that is good. true. I'm gonna go with Sub Zero. Right, let's go big game. Oh, Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, let's go. Let's go Sub Zero. Yeah, let's call it there. <laughs> All is, right, Sub Zero. That is incorrect, guys. Oh, Shit. Dame Time is not a nickname. That is a time of day. Sub Zero is an actual nickname. Oh, he's so, doing this that's shit. Tough. It's gonna be tricky with yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Um, probably my favorite blazer of all time, Bill Walton. So, A, we got Billy Red, B, Redwood, C, Big Red, D, Grateful Red. I'm going to go gra- I'm going to go Grateful Red. That's I'm going Grateful yeah. Red as well, even though I'm- that is incorrect, guys. Oh, what? Billy, Billy Red is uh, something I made up. Wow. That sounds very that was believable. good. You did a great no. job on that, Ralph. Thank Good you. job. Thank you. It <laughs> took me eight hours while I was working to come up with all these nicknames. <laughs> Your boss is like, where the fuck is Ralph right now? He's like, Billy Red. Billy Red. <laughs> In the bathroom, just like Billy Red. A. <laughs> all right. Um, next one, Brandon Roy. A, we got B-Roy, B-Daggers, C, The Natural, D, The Dawn. I'm going to go The Dawn. I know yeah, The Natural, I feel, I feel obviously like B-Roy. 
Yeah. I'm rolling with you all on this one. <laughs> that is correct. Finally. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So the, the Don is uh, Luka Doncic. Um, that's right. his nickname. I just stole it because uh, it sounded fun when you say Brandon the Don Roy. Uh, that is a good nickname, though. <laughs> is uh, His name's uh, Daggers? That's his nickname? Yeah, Daggers. That's cool as fuck. That's daggers, a sick dude. nickname. <laughs> Man, Daggers. Be Roy. Right. That's such a sad story for Portland and dude. for Brandon Classic. Roy. <sighs> Classic Portland. He's definitely an all-time great. Yup. Okay, while we're on the subject of, of B-Roy, do you think that Melo should have been able to take, it, take seven? Or do you think that number is like off limits for Blazers. Off limits. I think Brandon Roy is top five of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I agree. That's, that's his number. Um, You know, Carmelo can find a different number, dude. I agree. Speaking of Carmelo, the next guy is Carmelo Anthony. So A, we got Oh, you got nicknames? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. I thought you were done. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I have four more. Um, oh shit. So Carmel Anthony, A hoodie mellow, B sweet melon. <laughs> C Mel and then B sweet caramel. Sweet melon. <laughs> sweet melon. I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna oh, go with wow. that one too. Is is that the uh, is that the answer? What was the last one? I can't. Do that. Um, sweet caramel. What? That's good too. Wait, you know what? You're creative. You're killing this, because, bro. Because you said caramel, I'm gonna go with that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because he's Carmelo. Okay, okay. I'll I'll jump with y'all. Let's do D. That is Woo-hoo! correct. That's D. Oh, sweet nice. caramel. Fuck yeah. Sweet melon shirt so bad. <laughs> when I was researching this in basketball reference, I was like, I can't believe Sweet Melon is his nickname. <laughs> like what? I love it, man. Just imagine, dude. Sweet melon coming down the court. Double zero for the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> Sweet melon. <laughs> Jesus. Amazing. That was fun. All right. Um, so we, we, we have Scotty Pippen up next. Um, he's a blazer. Yep. Two years. Um, more than that. So a, we got Pip B Scott C Iron Man or D Robin. Iron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He definitely was Robin for sure. I feel like the other Mm -hmm. ones are pretty. Yeah. No, that's correct. Iron Man is correct. I was gonna put yeah, the wall, but I put Iron Man. Hell yeah! Awesome. So our brain, we our have two are more. One, one, uh, one legend and uh, a current player. So we have well, Rashid, Rashid so. Wallace. Um, so A. Sheed, B. Debo, C. Roscoe, or D. Thirty Thirty. Whoa. Oh. What's oh, the second, yeah, what was the I second actually one? don't have a fucking clue on this one. So A, Sheed, B, uh-huh. Debo, C, Roscoe, D, Dirty 30. I'm going to go with, with B, Debo. Yeah, it was B or C for me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't have a clue, though. I'm with Tyler. B sounds great for me. 
Debo. That is correct. Debo is nice. I'm just gonna listen to y'all. This rocks. Because that is his uh, brother's nickname, Ben Wallace's nickname. Nice. Okay. All right. We have Nurk up next. So A, we have Nurk. B, the Bosnian beast. The Bosnian beast. C, the Bosnian hammer. Or D, the Bosnian bear. I'm gonna go with A, oh. Nurk. <laughs> I think, okay, I think I'm gonna go with with the hammer because Myers Leonard was the hammer Wait, when he played for Portland. Doesn't Nurk have a bear in like his bio or like his handle somewhere? I, On Twitter, I feel like he does. Yeah, I feel mm. like hammers. Uh, that's a yeah. good Yeah, I'm gonna go with hammer. Hammer? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's correct. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Fucking killed that. So out of six, you guys got, uh, I got out of seven, you guys got three wrong. So four right. That's pretty Alpha good. Right. For, uh, well, I actually have a couple more. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're above yeah. average. Like the <laughs> I, w- I was going to. So here, here's my notes right here. I also wrote all of Portland's mistake and rivals, like Michael Jordan, Westbrook, Steph Curry, and PG-13. Yeah. But I didn't have time because I was driving and writing this at the same time. You Whoa. did an episode about falling asleep and driving. <laughs> the fuck, Ralph? What, what all do you do uh, while you're driving? Yeah, my like, God. So I'm listening to a podcast, right? And I'm also <laughs> writing this while driving and paying attention, while texting you guys. Are you cooking on a hot plate plugged into your cigarette lighter as well? well I have a microwave in the back. You know, <laughs> I just got to get home, you know. I'm a busy guy. So. I get well it. played. So get congratulations on the Blazers nicknames uh, game. You guys okay. rock. Um, I wanted to say Clyde could not make the list because he only had one nickname. Um, and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, which is LMA. But I wanted to put those two, but obviously they only have one nickname, bunch of losers. Certified (laughs) bums. They left Portland. (laughs) Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this evening. Um, Emma, is there anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but, um, we're coming out with a record later this year, but, um, in August we put out our first music video for a single called innate thirst, which I believe you guys are going to play. Um, we've got an Instagram dying wish PD or no, I'm sorry. Dying wish HC. Wow. Um, and also a Twitter dying wish HC. Um, so check us out. Yeah, I hope you don't hate it. Fuck yeah! Oh yeah, uh, Ralph. Anything you wanna you wanna throw out there? Yeah, um, I wanna shout out this up and coming team, uh, Trailblazers, because uh, they look like they're struggling. Hopefully, uh, the the you know they'll click on all cylinders soon enough. Um, they just got to get their head in the game. Don't be afraid to shoot the outside outside J and watch the pick and roll, and uh, you know 
defend that's it they look they're looking like future champs yeah yeah i, I, I would say so so follow them on instagram at at trailblazers um <laughs> they need all the support they can they can get so shut yeah. up shut Drake, up what you what you got for us uh i want to shout out ghosts of shushimu shushima this Shushim- fucking playstation game i've been playing with samurais and shit it is a lot of fun so Go Ghosts of Tsushima. Hell yeah. I'm going to shout out Dying Wish. Listen to them. Uh, And then also, I'm going to shout out local radio uh, because I've been getting off late. And every time I I hop on KLCC, which is the local uh, community college radio station, they've been playing something new every night. It's very relaxing to drive home to. So listen to your local radio station. Give them your support. Uh, because they need it. They always play some really great stuff. Uh, so yeah, check out Dying Wish. They got a record coming out at some point this year. Uh, and then give us a five-star review. We'll read it on air, I promise you. Uh, and hit us up at secretjocks at gmail.com if you want to hop on here or if you want to give us a good recipe to cook. Uh, so that I think that wraps it up. We're on all the socials, so you can find us if you try hard enough uh thank you emma for joining us tonight yeah. it's awesome thank you very much talk oh, lasers and ball and music yeah this so much fun so much fun thank you yes yeah that's right oh, yeah. and and we'll, we'll revisit it when you guys win the championship later on uh, <laughs> in the off season we're gonna try to have everyone back and uh we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see you then I guess yeah, the, par- the parade's going to be on this right Zoom now. channel. Yes. We'll, we'll lock it in. Guaranteed going. Awesome. Oh, man. So I'll send you me. my rider, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, All right. Emma. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, Emma. Night, y'all. You guys are a blast. Thanks. Peace.